Welcome to a special episode of the Eclectic Readers Podcast. Today, we're sitting down with author Danielle Ellison at the 2019 Nova Teen Book Festival. Welcome to the show. Hi, thanks for having me. So we'd like to start out with some fun getting to know you questions. So what is your Hogwarts house and your Patronus? Well, I'm a Gryffindor. Um, and my Patronus, I think, is an otter. Mm. I feel like that was what it was. Otters are so cute. They are cute. <laughs> but they're not. They're, not they're also cute. very fun. They are. They are. They're really playful. Yeah, they are. But they're also really smart. So you got to be careful with the otters. They're very Gryffindor. Mm. Mm. It's true. Yeah. So if you could have any pet, real or imaginary, what would you choose? I would totally have a unicorn. Nice. I mean, if you Maybe could, even why like not? a small one. That way I could just like put it in my pocket. Or like a small unicorn and a small dragon. Just because like, how fun would that be to walk around with them? Like, that'd be so that would be really fun. <laughs> it would be fun. I mean, a big one's great, but that'd be a lot of poo, and I wouldn't want to clean that up. But a small one, just pull it out of my pocket and be like, look at my unicorn. Pocket unicorn. You can take it with you when you travel. I'm all about this pocket unicorn. Yes, Thank I'm you. on board. Thank you. <laughs> I, I think it'd be fun. Do you have any non-bookish hobbies? I work a lot. I have like three jobs outside of writing oh, wow. um, and playing a book festival. But hobby-wise, I'm a, a gamer. I play a lot of PC games, and we just got a PS4, so I'm playing nice. through Red Dead Redemption 2 right now, which is fun. Um, and then I do enjoy reading. I'm in grad school, so mm. I don't get a lot of time to read um, besides homework. Mm. And I just moved to Oklahoma like a year and a half ago, so I'm still exploring and meeting people, and I like to go on road trips. Nice. Like that. That's fun. Yeah, it's fun. I love a good road trip. <laughs> yeah, you are really busy. I'm, I'm, I'm a, yes, I'm very busy. <laughs> I do a lot of, I'm a Gryffindor. That's uh, true. That's true. Yeah, <laughs> that is true. Okay, so you're not only an author, but the founder of this amazing book festival, which I Thank love you. that yeah. you come every year. Tell us a little bit about Nova Teen. So this is our sixth year, which is crazy, and I... Started it. I'd moved to D.C. I lived in Boston before that. Oh, okay. And when I was in Boston, there was a really big YA community, and they were all very interconnected. And when I moved here, I found that wasn't quite the case. Mm-hmm. Um, and I got a job at the bookstore, One More Page Books in Arlington, which is our sponsor for the festival. And they hired me on to do their teen events because I was really involved, obviously, in the teen world and the YA world. And I was like, well, we need to bring events in. That was my number one. So I met with a librarian at Central in Arlington, and I was, like, brainstorming with her, and I said, well, what would you do if you could do anything? And she said, just something that would put us on the map as a stop for authors, Mm -hmm. because our teens are hungry for books. And I was like, well, I have a crazy idea. And I was like, what do we do at a book festival? And she was like, sure. And so, you know, everyone was excited about it, and uh, we thought... Eileen, who owns the bookstore, she was like, oh, yeah, that'd be great. Let's just try it. And I don't think any of us really expected it to grow into this. So yeah. it's been really fun and it's one of the best things that I've ever done in my life and been part of. So, yeah, yeah. it's about amazing. nine months of planning a year. So I literally have a new baby every single year. Oh, so. my gosh. Yeah. <laughs> it's a lot of work, but it's great. Oh, man. We, we love it. Yeah. Yeah. And I guess you kind of already answered this a little bit, but why did you decide to create a YA book festival as opposed to just any other type? Well, specifically, and we we target high schoolers a lot, too. We um, often send authors on author visits to high schools. Mm. And we do that in particular because teens are an underserved, especially six years ago, an underserved genre in a lot of ways. And teenagers have lots of voice and lots of ideas and thoughts and 
when I was a teenager, I never met an author. And when I was a little kid, I didn't even know people could, like, write books. I thought that they just appeared, you know. Mm -hmm. So anything that we can do to help bridge that connection between readers and books is what we're here for. So it was kind of a need that we saw. Yeah, that's awesome. So now this is the festival's sixth year. In what ways have you seen it evolve, and what do you hope for Novatine in the future? Um, Well, we've grown a lot number-wise, and the people who come, which is, yeah, <laughs> yeah. our first year we had like 300, and we'll see what this year ends up being, but we had like almost 1,500 registered to come, so it's grown a ton in six yeah. years, and I think the buy-in from the community has grown, and mm-hmm. people are finding out mm-hmm. about us, which is great, um, and we continuously, I think we've evolved as the genre has evolved and the kind of authors that we have, we're very selective and the books we represent and having diversity and how I'd love it for to evolve. I'd like it to remain, um, a thing that is part of the DC community, Mm -hmm. you know, for as long as it can be. Um, I don't really know otherwise how it's going to, like, I don't really have a plan. We're just kind of taking it year (laughs) by year, but we'll see, you know, spatially how it's going to grow. We want to keep it as intimate as we can. Mm -hmm. Um, So I I just wanted to continue to reach people and have people coming in and that's why we do it. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I know this is our third year coming. Yeah. It might be my fourth. Oh, okay. Yeah. yeah. You got in early. Huh? I did. I was <laughs> my sixth, so. Well, you know. <laughs> Four is pretty good. Yeah. 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 I came across it by accident. I just happened to see on the internet, you know, yeah. book festival, at, and this was back when you guys were in Arlington. Yeah. And I was like, well, that sounds fun. I want to try that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So. so that's been a change, too. We've been just coming to new schools. This school this year is a new school. Um, mm-hmm. So it just kind of changes this is the same festival, but it does work a little different. So yeah. Yeah. Um, that's an evolution yeah. we didn't expect. Yeah. So. But I think that you're right that one of its strengths is that you kind of have that intimate feeling that it feels yeah. community. Community, like when you're walking down. Um, I have a daughter, and a couple of years ago, I came to the festival, and I didn't have anybody to watch my daughter. And I was like, well, I love books. She's going to have to get used to being around book people. So I brought her in, yeah. and I was – at the one more page booth trying to buy books and somebody was like here I'm gonna hold her what at the booksellers was like here I'm gonna hold her while you stack your books and pay and I was like okay and it was just so nice like yeah. it was such a nice thing one more to page do. people are amazing yeah so they, really they are. are integral in making this happen every year like their staff helps out in any way that I need them and we could not do it without them yeah so and you know I, I was getting to support as a new mom I've like the, having that community feeling where yeah. I felt like, okay, you're one of my people. You can hold my baby. That's like, one of the reasons cool. that it's so great. The YA community in general, plus like for teens to come here, maybe teens who are a little more isolated or like to read and aren't very outgoing, but to come here and like there's something powerful about being with people who love what you love. Yes. Mm-hmm. So I think it's great that we get to share that with so many. And we have a lot of teens that come because we reach out to the schools and the libraries and stuff. Yeah. So, I mean, that's, I think... Not a thing you get at every festival. Yeah. So So what's something that surprised you over the years when you're planning this? We've had some really awesome, amazing authors who have come in the past years, and we're, we there's a little fangirling sometimes on yeah. our side yeah. of things. <laughs> so that's been fun. And just the amount of people it takes to make it happen. Um, it's not just me. Mm-hmm. And then I have a team of six to seven people. And then we have people who used to volunteer who still help out. And then we have, like, the volunteers. Yeah. We have, like, 200 of them. So just the sheer amount of – and that doesn't include, like, the bookstore staff or mm-hmm. random people that we email and we're like, hey, can you help us? Um, so just the 
the sheer amount of people that it takes to make it happen mm-hmm. is not something that you ever anticipated. Yeah. How do you decide on which authors will attend? So, well, there's me and Lilia who works at the bookstore mm-hmm. and she's the book buyer. So we, we do the outreach to all the publicists and publishers to see who they want to send. And then once we get a list, you know, we decide based on how many people we can fit, what genres we have coming. We don't want to have like 30 fantasy authors and one contempt, but we don't mm-hmm. want to have diversity and we want to have debuts. We want to have big names and people that know people. So mm-hmm. it's a lot of kind of a process of us brainstorming and then we take it to the committee and we, you know, kind of see if everyone's cool with these people. Um, but mostly it's it's just a lot of shuffling around. Like we'll have yeah. many people wait for like five months sometimes until we get like everyone before we say yes. So it's it's fun though. Wow. Yeah. It's mm, a lot of fun. So uh, you had mentioned before you're also an author yeah. with all of your free time, right? My free time is right. <laughs> So I don't t- sleep a lot. It's yeah, fine. <laughs> I guess. Good grief. So um, tell us about your newest book, The Crush Collision. Is yes, that right? Yes. Um, so it's part of a series called the Southern Charm series. The first one's The Sweetheart Sham, and this is the second, and then there's going to be two more. And they each take place, I call it, the first one I call my Gilmore Girls Meets Will and Grace book. Mm-hmm. And it takes place in a small southern town that I kind of wanted to feel like its own character to make it feel kind of like it does in Stars Hollow, where you kind of like know everybody. And so it's each of those, but they each follow different characters that you meet throughout the book. So in the first book, uh, you meet two characters. In the second book, you meet characters that you saw in the first book. So they're all companions. Um, and The Crush Collision is about a boy named Jake who's like I call him my Tim Riggins from Friday Night Lights, but he's very inspired by him. He's like the troubled um, football player. He's gone through a tragedy in his life and he's dealing with it by drinking too much as an underage teenager. And he gets involved in some community service and his best friend's little sister is there who's always had a crush on him. Um, And they decide, they start getting to know each other and they kind of fall for each other secretly because... Like her brother is not okay. It's happening <laughs> yeah. for many reasons. So it's it's their love story. So that sounds really cute. Yeah, I'm really looking forward to it. I definitely got that kind of a Stars Hollow vibe good. when I read the Sweetheart Chant. Thank you. So. Yeah, good. I wanted it to feel like its own character, and hopefully by the end of the four books, you'll love it as much as mm-hmm. you know the characters. That's kind of my goal. <laughs> so, what is your world building or research process like for your books? Is there a difference in your writing process when you're writing in romance versus mm-hmm. fantasy? Yes, for sure. Um, fantasy requires a lot of thinking through all the things. Um, the great thing about it is you don't know what to do. You can, like, blow something up or have something <laughs> magical happen. But the same rule kind of applies because you can be like, we'll make them kiss and, like, see where they fall. So you can kind of do the same rule in romance. But in fantasy... Um, which I have done a little of, you have to really think through every aspect of the world building and how the magic works and why and all these things, um, which is a lot of work. Plus, if you want to set it in a historical or something like that, there's more research there. Mm-hmm. Uh, for contempts, I don't have to research as much. I kind of get to make it up, which is the great part of making up my own town. Mm-hmm. And I just kind of research whatever topics are going to be involved in the book, like the football book. I watch football for research. So I learned more stuff that way. And I have one of the next ones coming up, the boys in robotics clubs, which I don't know a lot about. So I've been doing research on, you know, robotics club and nice. things like that. 
Um, and I have a map of my town that I drew out that I use as research so I know, like, where things are, which is very helpful. That's a really good idea. Yeah. Because normally, you know, you see maps in fantasy, but it's a good thing it's to have just for, for a me. contemporary. Yeah, have so you have an idea paper. of yeah. where people are. Because the town is so integral to the stories, mm-hmm. I wanted to know, like, where people go. And yeah. in each book, I kind of highlight, like, a different place. They spend a lot of time at Lou's diner in the first book. And in the second book, they go there, but they also spend a lot of time at school and on the football team and at the community Mm -hmm. center. So kind of try to build little things like that. I want to see a picture of your map now. (laughs) (laughs) I don't have it on my phone, but maybe I'll tweet it to you or something. Nice. (laughs) So what drew you to write in the young adult category? Um, I've always been a writer, and young adult for me, I just – when I was a teenager – I had a single mom and a younger sister. So when I was a teenager, I was kind of an adult. Mm. And I didn't really get to have a lot of those firsts that teenagers have. And I just kind of get to relive some of it in my own way. And I feel like I love teenagers. I am I work with them. I think they're great. And I just enjoy getting to kind of be on their level and having a reason to. That's really cool. Yeah. So what genre would you love to write in that you haven't yet? So I'm actually toying with maybe moving to some adult stuff. Um, I have an idea for a couple ideas for like a literary women's fiction uh-huh. maybe kind of thing. Yeah. So that would be fun. I've never done that before. And I really wish I could write fantasy because all my favorite books are fantasy, but I'm, so maybe one day I get to try that. Yeah. 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 Like a real, fan, like a high fantasy. Oh, yes. Kind of yeah. book. So. <laughs> so if you could pick a character from another author's book and put them into one of your own books, who mm-hmm. would you choose and why? So I would pick one of the characters, I can't remember the girl's name, but Aaron from the Winter's Curse trilogy mm-hmm. by Marie Wachowski. Uh, he's amazing. If you don't know the first book, it's basically this girl who buys a slave, and then he ends up being a whole lot more. And I like the boy Aaron because he's awesome, and you, like, fall for him so hard. But he's also, like, really intricate, mm. and he has a lot of ins and outs of him. And he's very deceptive in a way, and I just think it would be really fun. He's also kind of a spy, which I don't know if that's a spoiler or not. <laughs> but um, it would be really fun to write somebody who's maybe not quite what they seem. What they seem, but yeah. maybe they are, and you don't really know. Yeah. I like that. Um, what book made you become a reader and what book made you become a writer? Um, I was always a reader. I don't, I read a lot of Goosebumps as a kid, like a lot of Goosebumps. Um, and in the fifth grade, I read a V.C. Andrews book in the Runaway series that my grandma was reading and I really wanted to read it and it was called Butterflies. Um, and then I read a lot of like Lorraine McDaniel in the day. Um, so I've always kind of been a reader, so I don't know if I have just one that made me want to read. But the one that made me want to write was A Northern Light by Jennifer Donnelly. And she actually came to Novatine a few years ago, and it was amazing. And I met her before then and cried all over her at, like, a book expo because I was like, your book changed my life. Um, and it made me want to write because it was a story that I related to. It was, like, a girl in the 20s, I think in the 20s, that be the 1900s, who wanted to, like, leave her family and go – moved to New York City and be a writer, but she couldn't because of all these reasons. And that really was beautiful. And the way she writes, she's one of the most beautiful writers that I think exists, especially in that book. And I remember when I finished it, I, like, cried, and I was like, I want to write books. And my roommate was like, well, go take a class. I was in college. And so I did. Um, But that was one that made me really want to write. That is so It's amazing. You should check it out. All right. So what is your eclectic pick 
which we mean like a book that you love that hasn't gotten a lot of attention or maybe just a weird book that you really like. Okay, so when I was a kid, I read this book called Dreadful Sorry, and I can't think of who the author is. I'm sorry. Maybe you can add it in later. Yes. <laughs> Dreadful Sorry, and it was about this girl who moved into a house that was haunted and the ghost would always sing that oh my darling clementine song but it like almost kind of possessed her and it's so strange and weird but as a little kid i loved it and i loved it so much (laughs) that i still like i bought a copy at like a used bookstore a few years ago and it's such a weird quirky book that i read as a kid and it's a very eclectic i think yeah i would say so yeah (laughs) well where can our listeners find you online um, I'm online on Twitter and Instagram at Danielle E. Writes. Great. So those places. So thank you so much thank for chatting for with me. And thank you for coming to Novatine and being a supporter. And oh, I love it. We're glad you're here. Yeah. And hopefully there will be many more years to come. Hopefully, yes. All right. And thank you, listeners, for listening to our special episode. Check us out on Twitter at Eclectic Read Pod or on Litzy at Eclectic Readers. Listen to our past episodes on our website, eclecticreaders.fireside.fm, or subscribe to us in your favorite podcatcher so you never miss an episode. Look for relevant links in our show notes, and let's shelve this until next time. Mm